Welcome to The Perspective with Mike Sherbino. We're a TV show and a syndicated radio show, and we are stepping into the conversation and looking to uncover how faith influences culture and how culture influences our faith. Be prepared to hear from some amazing guests, known and unknown, insightful conversations that will get you thinking. And most importantly on the show, we are especially interested in encountering the living God and hearing about how he is transforming lives. Check us out on the World Wide Web at W www.theperspective.tv on Facebook. You can search The Perspective with Mike Sherbino, and you can also find us on YouTube. It's the right time for a new perspective with your hosts, Pastor Mike Sherbino and Julie Stoutland. Today, a favorite guest here on The Perspective, Rachel Barbo, has brought two mighty athletes with her to discuss the realities of faith, college sports, and mental health. For Kedrick Vons is a football player from Texas who was once told he just wasn't fast enough. And that was just enough motivation for this player to rank second on Baylor University's football team and a two-time commissioner honor roll. And Kaylin Randhawa is a superstar athlete who recently played and brought the first ever NCAA March Madness tournament to Sacramento State. Both of these amazingly resilient players are here to talk about their own mental health awareness and the work they do with Rachel. Hey, welcome to The Perspective. I am so looking forward to the program today. Julian, glad you're with us. Yes, glad we got all here. these professional athletes on, and there's you and I. I. Well, I know. So what's your sport? Fencing. Yeah, okay, and you, you think know, you're pretty good, don't no, you? No, no, I no, I'm not. Well, you're good. lousy. I, I'm not good. I'm passionate. Oh, you're passionate. <laughs> yes, I'm. Passionate. I've done a lot of fencing. Have you? What yeah. kind of fencing have you? Done? I built fences around my backyard. I, that's see, I figure that's where you're. But hold on, that. when I was five years old, I had a sword. Did you? Oh yeah, wooden sword. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We should have a dare. We should we, have a competition. <laughs> I don't know. You could fulfill your dream of a lifetime I to stab know. me in the gut, <laughs> but I'm going to have lots of padding. <laughs> okay, all kidding oh, aside, dear. we've got uh, a dear friend. Yes. Rachel and we're Joy about is with us. Mental Health Month, you know, this is really important. And we've got two special guests mm -hmm. with her. We have Kedrick Vaughn and we have Kaylin Rolanda. And they are with us today. Mm -hmm. We saw the clips about them. Man, it was a great catch that he made. I know, I know. And then the basketball just slam dunk. Whoa. They make it look so easy. Yeah. You know? Well, let's talk to them, okay? Yes. Okay. Hey, everybody, we're <laughs> glad you're with us. Thank you for being a part of the program. Just uh, tell everybody where you're uh, calling in from today. Right. I'm in Florida. All right, we'll forgive you. Oh. <laughs> I'm in Texas. In Texas? Okay, and in Texas, everything is bigger and better, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm from California. Okay. See, all the sunny places. Yeah, so, uh, okay, I don't know where to go, but Rachel, let's, let's start with you. Uh, our viewers have been watching important messages about mental health. Many of them you have done. They've been fantastic mm -hmm. about not burying our heads in the sand, avoiding or ignoring it. Tell me about your work with these two amazing professional athletes. You know, I, I've been to over 60 colleges, many of them multiple times. Um, and these two current and former collegiate athletes um, stood out amongst a crowd. And, um, you know, I, I love everybody that I come in contact with. Um, you know, there's large crowds I come into contact with. But there are inevitably there is somebody 
that comes up afterwards or sends me a message before in Kaylin's case that said, hey, I'm very passionate about mental health. I've had my own battles. Let's talk. And then when I actually met her and embraced her, it was, you know, it was everything. And with V, I call him V, Verkedrick at Baylor, um, you know, we we also created this relationship afterwards and have been friends ever since. And so both of them are very outspoken. Um, they are very passionate. Um, they're such a blessing because they are they are outspoken about their own struggles, about what they've been through, about where they want to go. And that outspokenness is the very thing this month that we are celebrating. When you mm. say, I've been there I'm, and and it helps other people understand I'm not defective, I'm not broken and I'm not weak. And oh my gosh, somebody else has been through what I'm struggling right. with right now. That's right. Everything. Yeah. So let me jump in. Kaylin and Verkedrick. Let's start with Kaylin. What's been the most important thing you've learned to deal with better on your mental health? Yeah, I mean, I think I heard him say burying your head in the sand. And <laughs> not doing that has been the most important thing I've learned. Um, I'm not someone who usually asks for help, and asking for help has always been something really like difficult to do. Mm. So I was just doing the opposite because when you don't, it really puts you in these tough and difficult positions where you feel ask anyone and then ever since I kind of realized wait like my family my friends they actually want the best for me and they will help me that's really changed my life for the better so I would say asking for help has been a huge jump for me and it's amazing how that is such an important first step and how difficult it can be to take that first step and so hats off for you taking that that's so important for others to hear this how about you Verkedrick Um, for me, you know, being a uh, football player, you know, we have the, the tendency of, you know, to hold the world on our shoulders and, mm -hmm. you know, the status quo of, you know, we can figure it out. And for me, just reaching out to that mental health specialist that was provided at Baylor, um, you know, it's not cool, but I made it cool. I didn't care, you know, <laughs> dealing with the struggles that I went through. Uh, I was like, hey, I need help, you know, going to sleep at night staying up to 3 a.m. just thinking about the day before or what I did wrong because you always strive to be uh, perfect. And, you know, um, I found that comfortability and to going and talk to someone, um, a mental health specialist that was at Baylor. That's really intriguing yeah. to hear that, Verkedrick, um, just taking that initiative. But let me flip it over to Rachel for a second because you speak about things being on the surface. And why is it so important to get to the nitty gritty of what our struggles are and actually talk about things mm -hmm. like these two right. uh, colleagues are saying? Yeah. Um, you know, here's the thing. People aren't drawn to your perfections. They're drawn to your imperfections. And here we are, busy people all around the world, you know, trying to put on the airs on social media and the airs at work and the airs. Around, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. <laughs> and in reality, that mask, not your COVID mask, but that mask that you wear for the world will eat you alive. And so just like, you know, just like Caitlin said, just like Rick said, you know, talking to somebody, asking for help, it's so important. Here's the other thing I've recognized. Connection is the balm of joy, right? We learned that during the pandemic, we need each other. We need hugs. We need atta girls, atta boys. We need, I've been there. We need okay. somebody to hold space for us. We need somebody just to walk with us to therapy. And even what V said about, 
you know, it, maybe it wasn't cool when he started. That's one of our big things that I'm changing the narrative through these athletes, through so many people that we touch and using their voices to make it cool to ask for help, to make it cool to say I've struggled, to make it cool to say I've been there and I can help you and let me use my pain for purpose. Yeah, exactly. And Kaylin and Verkedri, I'd like to ask, to ask you about the struggles you go through in college, managing your different sports and schoolwork and friends and family. Each of you give us some tips. And on the flip side, tell us what you struggle with this time. I want to start with Rick Okay. Um, for me, um, the time management thing, it was, it was very difficult coming in at, what, 17, 18 years old, um, being on your own for the first time. And um, I can say that you know, they have usually at D1, they have their, their day matched up and scheduled out for you, but it can get very tiring and mm. fatigued. And so doing it over time, you know, waking up at 5 a.m. for workouts and then going straight to class, it's pretty difficult because all you want to do is go sleep. <laughs> and so um, you got to really find your your, your passion and, and your why on why you're doing this, mm. why you going to college, why are you playing football, why are you getting your education, because that's going to be the thing that drives you in the long run. And for me, um, with my struggles, you know, as I said in the intro, yes, I was 18 years old. I always remember I was 18 years old, was like three days after my birthday. My uh, defensive coordinator told me that I, was, I wasn't fast enough and I was never going to play for him. I was like, okay. Um, but I didn't let that tear me down. Um, I told told my family back home with some friends what he said, and they was like, that's okay. I was coming off of a meniscus injury in my senior year, and I said, I want to say by the fall of, what, September, October, I was I was beating the guys by a yard and a half and 15 yards. <laughs> so I got healed, and I pressed I, I through. And the next year, I was starting. I started three, three of the next year. That's, so that's um, I didn't let that get me down. That's great. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. You know, listen, we're going to take a short pause, but when we come back, yeah, we'll have Kaylin share from her experience of how she's been juggled or how she juggled school, family, friends, work, and all that. Stay with us, everyone. We're going to be right back. Do you live in the Niagara area? Are you looking for a great summer option for your children? North End Church is offering six weeks of summer day camps that any child would love. Check out all the options at northendchurch.ca. All right, we're talking today with Rachel, Kaylin, and Verkedrick. And I was wanting to turn to Kaylin now and ask her, how did you manage school, work, family, friends, all of that? <laughs> well, I didn't. <laughs> That's why I'm here. It was hard. And just like Verkedrick said, time management was the biggest struggle for me. Um, you know, I don't think there's anything that really like prepares you being a 17 year old, like choosing the college you're going to go to and like what you're really in for as a student athlete. And especially at like the division one level, I don't think I was prepared for it. And that was hard. Uh, just balancing school and basketball was tough. And basketball is like a sport that kind of double dips into the fall and the spring. So mm. I love it because it's like we're playing all the time, but it's also really tough because you kind you're of playing think, all the time. <laughs> yeah, you're playing all the time. And I'm like, okay, when can I just be a regular student? You know, like it's both semesters that you're having to 
do that balance. So that's always been tough. And just having some friendship relationships, those, you know, sometimes on those end, that's not as easy to balance either, like on amidst like everything that you're going through. And I too also went and saw a counselor at Pacific when I was there and at Utah State when I was there. So yeah, it was, it was something that was difficult to do because when your athletic trainer tells you, Hey, maybe you should, you're kind of like, well, I'm fine. I don't need that. You don't think you actually do until you're like, okay, you go the first time. And you're like, that was actually really nice to, to be able to tell everything that's on my mind, you know, mm-hmm. out to that. Okay, so that was you jump in and ask you a question as you're talking about this. My question is, when did you, when did your eyes kind of open up and saying, hey, I'm not coping too well with all this pressure? Because I was kind of getting overwhelmed just listening to all that you were trying to juggle. So when, did <laughs> yeah. the light go, when did the light go on? What were some warning signs that our, you know, our viewers need to hear? So I think I didn't even realize it. I think, thank, thank you to my athletic trainer, because mm. she was the one who I kind of would like, you know, complain about just let everything out to her. And she was the one who was like, maybe you should see someone. And even then, like I said, I was like, I don't think I need to, like, I'm in a position, like everything, it's hard for everyone. Then after that, I saw her one time, I didn't go back. It was the spring semester. So my fall semester, I saw her the first time in my spring semester, when I realized I was kind of in that same loop again, I was like, "Mm, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not doing the best right now with all of this. And I should see someone. Um, and honestly, it's been a journey, like all these tips I'm about to say for people watching and student athletes to come, they're hard. They're not easy. Like it's still a work in progress. Like one tip I would say is like developing a morning routine. Mm. Um, And for me, it's still sometimes difficult to do because it takes so much discipline, like morning routine, like waking up at this time. And Mm -hmm. I'm trying to incorporate like my religion more. So I try to like read the book and write about it. So that's been better for me, but it's also really hard. So morning routine, like time management, those are really, really big ones. And like one quote that I actually got from my, um, one of my classes this semester was remember that someone else's successes are not the absence of your own. Mm. And that one is just like, I try and tell myself that all the time because you know, when you're in a position, like I was doing my credential program this semester, I was seeing all my, um, you know, colleagues turning their assignments in like way before it's due. And I'm like, it's not due for another week. Like I started this assignment and I'm just like, you know, so I'm over here like, okay, someone else's successes are not. That's a great quote. Yeah, that's so good. good. Let's jump over to uh, Rachel for a second, because as I'm listening to what Kate has been sharing, Rachel, how many athletes uh, are you dealing with that are coping with mental health challenges? And what kind of things are they coping with? Uh, so first of all, there's this this old, uh, I'd say it's out of date, where it says one in five people struggle with mental health. I think my friends at Same Here Global, his name's Eric, um, he says, you know, actually that statement is is a little bit stigmatizing itself. Like, hey, you, you're the one in five, you know? 
actually in reality, probably five out of five of us have gone through something in our life, whether it's pronounced, whether it's long-term, whether it's clinical, whether it's a short period, or whether we've been affected right up and close by somebody else's mental health. So the reality is if we get real that all of us struggle at one time, that's helpful. Something that happened with Kaylin that I want to say uh, that is so huge, she had an ally and an advocate in her life. And everybody, her athletic trainer, everybody needs one of those. And that's what we teach at I'm Changing the Narrative is to be an ally and to be an advocate and to say, I've got two ears and one mouth for a reason. Can I listen to you? Can I walk with you to therapy? Can I make the appointment with you? Can I follow up with you? Um, we teach it. I'm Changing the Narrative. I've taught it on your show. We're no longer in a place where you can say, reach out for help. We've got to start teaching people to be joy starters and to be the kind of people that notice and reach in for people and say, you don't seem all right. Um, let me check on you. Let me bring you pizza. Let me help you. And that's what we do at I'm Changing the Narrative. Cool. You know, I think you're so right about that, Rachel. And and the, the fact that people, you know, have a mentor, have someone there. And I was just thinking about the fact that, you know, if you're going for a basic degree and you're going to classes and you're juggling life as a whole, that alone is overwhelming for so many students starting. Never mind the fact if you are going and to school and you're also an athlete who is having to add that to your schedule, there's only so many hours in the day. And so when we're talking about that, let's, let's talk about the athletes who didn't make it to your yeah. levels. What advice to them and other athletes and your school chums would you give? Kaylin, let's start with you. Yeah, I think the advice still remains the same. I think for athletes that are at different levels, you know, that's still a small percentage of people coming out of high school that are being asked to perform mm -hmm. at a high level and also balance, you know, their classes. So it's the same. It's time management. And one thing I would say is like with social media nowadays, make sure that you're not like letting the negative like mm -hmm. be in your head. Sometimes you do need to like manage your screen time or unfollow, just unfollow things that are not freaking good for you. Right. Hey, Kedrick, what would you say to people who are didn't quite make the grade? Like like someone like me, I, I'm still thinking of doing <laughs> pursuing the professional football career. I don't know, maybe there's no hope, but what would you say? Um, I can say this, you know, it's not don't take it negatively if you didn't get to the collegiate level because you actually have a step forward in life because a lot of athletes tend to play sports all their life and then when they get into the real world and transition it is very tough mm -hmm. and so not playing sports um and not accomplishing it's not so much a bad thing you just get a, a head start in life and so you can turn it into a positive that way because i can tell you i've had tons of teammates that that first job when they was 27 and 28. Mm -hmm. And that's, you're almost 30. Mm -hmm. So wow. if you didn't go to college or, or if you even went to college, it's like, you're very strong because you didn't have sports pushing you. We have sports motivating us to, you know, go forward to get our education. The people who don't do that, I commend them because what job do you have? What do you have pushing you? Mm -hmm. And that's tough. And I commend them for that. So. I mean, you can just look at it from both sides. Mm -hmm. Very well, cool. listen, guys, we're out of time. This has been wonderful. It's so, so, so fun to always be with you, Rachel. And so, so nice to meet you, Kaylin and Verkedrick. We wish you all the best. Thank you so much for joining us but today. hold on. You know what? I, I just got to slip in one more question. Oh, okay, oh. Julie, forgive you, me. 
And I'll take Go this out it. of my teaching time. Rachel, maybe you could just speak out of your own experience and dealing with mental health issues. How has your faith in Jesus formed how you think? I'm just asking yeah. you. Yeah. It, it's, um, you know, we're inclusive, you know, and I'm changing the narrative, but I'll tell you me personally, um, it's like having a best friend, an Abba father, a Papa God, um, a constant companion, knowing that, and even in the night, and a trigger warning, even the night where I, I had heard a voice, not voices, telling me to take my own life, I do believe that there was somebody there, uh, you know, named Jesus that was fighting for me, right? Fighting for me to survive because he knew that I would go and tell the world about my mental health struggles. Mm -hmm. And I just have to say this, and, and as we finish here, it's uh, my life's work, happy tears, um, and it's such a, an extension and a legacy to see these two athletes on the show with you guys and speaking their truth and giving, and it's such a blessing to give them this platform to be able to shine mm. and, um, and watch them use their pain for purpose and help other people. And that is just everything to me. It's better than a million dollar paycheck in the bank account. That's awesome. That's, that's totally cool. Well, mm. uh, Kedrick and Caitlin and Rachel, thank you, yeah. man. You've just uh, enriched my life. I'm going to think twice though about pursuing the pro football career, but other than that, <laughs> thank you for speaking into our lives yes, today. Thanks okay? so much, guys. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Thank you. All right, stay with us, everyone. We'll be right back. Looking for a church to connect with? North End Church at 455 Geneva Street in St. Catharines has the welcome mat out for you, and Pastor Mike would love to get to meet and talk with you. Join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. North End Church, where everyone is welcome, no one is perfect, and anything is possible. I really appreciated them sharing from their hearts because they obviously represent many athletes and many people that are going into colleges, universities, and are trying to juggle these things. And like I mentioned, you have students that are extremely intelligent, they're going and they're pursuing their careers, and something that we constantly forget is that it doesn't matter how intelligent you are, the mental pressures can be so strong if you don't have the support around you to deal with just the time management that they're talking about and, and the, the, the stress of all the things they have to get done and just getting enough rest, getting out of that, get, juggling all of that and being away from home. It can be so overwhelming. It doesn't matter how intelligent you are. We need each other and we need to make sure that they're in a safe environment. So it, it doesn't matter what you're doing in life. And in their case, being athletes at school, they need that as well. I think one of the things as you're sharing those things, it's easy to be cynical. Mm -hmm. And if you're not that person, like for Kedrick or, or Kaylin, yeah. you say, my goodness, they got it made. Right. You know, they get to go to school and they get to play games. <laughs> yeah, you know, they go, just, it's so easy. <clears throat> but suddenly there's all the social pressure. Right. They're there on the field or in the, uh, the gym mm -hmm. and all the fans are cheering. And if they screw up or mess up, there's mm -hmm. all that pressure and we bring it on. And... I hope that through this mental health month that the awareness level will help each of us realize that what I'm dealing with might be different than you, right. but it's still the reality that I'm living with. It still is. And so you know, important. in a moment, I'm going to continue my teaching. It's called The Journey of a Lifetime from the Book of James. Mm. And how do we go through trials? That's what I'm going to be talking about today, because those things can just knock us down, whether it's the word that somebody said to us or whether it's just the pressure of what we feel we have to do to look successful. Right. Hey, I want to ask you a question today. You ready for it? Are you a boundary buster or a bench warmer?
Oh, we've been listening to some professional athletes. Nobody wants to sit on the bench. But to push the boundaries, to bust through the boundaries, that can be very intimidating as well. I'm not sure what your boundary is. Maybe it's simply because you've been physically sick. Perhaps it's getting up and walking around the block or doing it two or three times. Or perhaps you're, you're going to break through one of the boundaries by the way you're going to deal with a, a situation that you have been avoiding. Maybe it is pursuing a new career and you're waffling on the big decision, but you're going to make that decision. Now, that's what I mean by being a boundary buster. It is so easy to be stuck, though, to be stuck in the rut. And no one of, none of us want to be there. The battle is in our mind. The battle is in your mind. But we need to be careful for the things that intimidate us, that come down upon us. That's why I love the book of James. James is going to talk to us today out of chapter 1, and he's going to unpack why trials can be sometimes overwhelming, but how we can deal with it so that we're not overwhelmed, so that we don't go under the water. Who is this guy, James, anyways? Well, I mentioned yesterday he's the half-brother of Jesus. Eventually, he became the leader of the Jerusalem church. And uh, the letter that he wrote is probably written about AD 40 to 45. And what I love about James, he's all about how you live out your faith, not just being um, a hearer of God's word, but a doer. Kind of like some people would say, like a Sunday morning only Christian. James says, uh-uh, that's not the way it's supposed to be. And he challenges you and I, if you're a follower of Jesus, to live life differently. There needs to be something within us that people say, oh, wow, I want that. That's attractive. I, I need the strength that you have. And then we realize, as we share with them, the strength's not coming from me. It's Christ living through me in my life. What James is going to tell us as we head out the door in our walk with Jesus is that life is not always going to be on smooth pavement. You know, this road trip of a lifetime, the journey that we're on, you know what it's like to be on a gravel road. Uh, I was on a road the other day, and there were so many potholes, I had to slow right down just to swerve, and every once in a while, bang, I would hit one. How do you navigate those potholes? How do you navigate the problems? I want to remind you of a truth, and it's this, that when you go to the bottom of life, when you go to the bottom of life, you'll find that God is there as well. He's waiting for you to cry out, to call out to him. And so James says the darndest thing. In verse 2, he says, count it all joy, brothers, when you meet trials of various kind. For you know the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness or patience have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. You know, much of modern philosophy teaches us to remain calm in the midst of trials, but only Christianity teaches us to be joyful. Why is that? Because I'm not doing it in my strength. I have the promise that God is with me, that he's going through the trial with me. And trials are there. Um, we face them in different kinds, but God says, I'm more than enough. I will be your strength. I will be your present help in time of trouble. What are some of those trials? Well, it can be sickness. It can be disappointments. It can be a tragedy. And Peter, one of the other disciples, wrote this. He said, don't think it's strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing is happening to you. No, we're all going to go through trials, because a faith that is not tested 
<clears throat> is not worth much. But the promise is this, we find it in Psalm 50, verse 12, where the psalm writer says, call upon me in the day of trouble. This is God speaking. Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I'll deliver you, and you will honor me. And the promise that we have to take with us today is the reason we can count it all joy when we face these difficult times is God says, I've promised to be with you, and you can call out to me for help because I'll be there to be your strength, your present help in time of trouble. That's his promise for you and me today. Thank you for listening to The Perspective with Mike Sherboneau. If you like what you heard or have a question for Mike, send him an email at this address, mike at theperspective.tv. Again, that's mike at theperspective.tv. Visit our website at www.theperspective.tv and check out our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com and type in The Perspective with Mike Sherboneau. There you'll find hundreds of videos that'll keep you entertained and thinking for hours. Thanks again for listening to The Perspective, where we are always seeking to uncover how faith influences culture and how culture influences our faith. Until next time, we'll talk to you then.